Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome on into the second half of Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long hanging out with you today. The Cajun Cannon has the day off taking care of a tooth issue. Poor guy. Hopefully all goes well there. We'll be back with the Cajun Cannon tomorrow and also be joining us on Thursday. Uh, last hour you heard from Jeff Nowak, our Saints sideline reporter, who's in Mobile, Alabama this week for the Senior Bowl, taking in all the practices. We're going to definitely hit on the Senior Bowl sound bank. Uh, assistant special teams coach for the Saints, Phil Galliano, spoke today. Also, Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt had some words. But first, let's get into uh, Jeff Ireland, assistant GM and college scouting director for the Saints. Uh, it's a long interview, so I wanted to break it down into two parts. Here's the first part of Jeff Ireland, and then we'll head to break and come back with the second one. But here, like I said, is Jeff Ireland at the Senior Bowl. You all have drafted a lot of players from this game. Just the importance that you put on the players here and what you see here. Well, look, this is a great game. It's a great uh, uh, accumulation of a lot of really great players around the country. Uh, it's close proximity to us, so we can bring over pretty much our entire staff without uh, putting a lot of effort into that. And so we do. And we bring all of our coaches over, bring uh, all of our scouts, obviously, and we get really good access to the players and um, and we get really good feedback from them. We just gain a lot of knowledge that maybe we didn't have uh, prior going, going into this game. So it's a very important aspect of our process. And uh, we try to uh, turn over every stone possible while we're here. How much can this be further an evaluation along in terms of maybe your initial grade just watch them on film? To... Well, I always say to the players, it's our first opportunity to get to know the player, you know, get to know the person. Uh, we know him as a player on the on the tape, and then getting up close and personal with uh, you know his background, and getting a little bit deeper into the makeup of uh, what we're looking for uh, in our locker room. So um, it, it does change, you know, it does change from you know uh, certain aspects of it. We get to learn how how uh, a guy learns, how he understands football. That football knowledge and base is extremely important to us as well. So that's how um, grades change in, in some cases. How would you evaluate just where the team? Well, I mean, uh, that's that's really between Mickey and and um, and Dennis. But you know, I think we're in a good position to to get better. Obviously, we're we're not where we want to be. Um, obviously, we made some coaching changes, and so you know, there's a process that goes into that as well. But uh, I think I do think we have a good core group of, of players uh, that we can build on. Um, you know, and from from my standpoint, I'm always ready to induce young young talent onto the football team. So I'm very excited about doing that as well. And when you guys do eventually get the new OC, does that change anything with the evaluation process, like as far as tailoring maybe to, to what that person needs to see? Yeah, you already answered your question. Yeah, obviously we do. We tailor it to what he's looking for. There may be an offensive blocking run scheme that we're looking at, and that uh, that usually generates a different type of player that we're looking for, maybe a little bit more athletic versus a, a bulky guy in, in the middle. So, um, you know, the, um, receivers change, tight ends change, you know, whether we're playing with a fullback or not. So, yeah, it can, it can definitely change um, – 
little bit of the landscape of what kind of player we're looking for because we want it to be uh, we want that player to schematically fit what we're doing on offense so absolutely just like we do on defense does not having that in place right now does that alter the way you go about not necessarily. We're not right there yet in our process. Right now, we're still in a really, you know, a gathering information mode. Uh, we are trimming the fat from from uh, in, in some cases, but um, you know, we're ready to strike. Whether we understand what the kind of players that that they are, and and so when a player doesn't fit, well, he just kind of goes into a different box of maybe not fitting exactly what the offensive coordinator is looking for, and then so maybe this player does, and so that's kind of how we go about it. Jeff, how, do you, how do you look at your offensive line um, with some of the young recent investments, both, both Trevor and Nick Salaberry being sort of unknown commodities? Does that feel like a position where it's really important to add another body in the ground? Well, I think you should add young offensive linemen pretty much every year. So, um, you know, with, with Trevor and, and Nick in particular, like I think they're really young, uh, developing, like high upside players that we're looking forward to, you know. But uh, right now we, we wish we had a little bit more information on both of them. We wish you could say, hey, these guys, we can plug them in and start. Well, I don't know we can say that right now. We got, we, what we do feel about both those players is that they should compete to start and, and give us really good depth if, uh, if they don't get there. But we should we feel like they should be uh, able to compete to start. And, and what, what is your evaluation of how it could still work out for Trevor even after two years that happened? Well, he's had one off season. He's from a small school. We feel really good about Trevor. Um, you know, there's some things that he obviously needs to work at, and and he knows what those things are. Uh, I, I do feel like there's there's too good of an athlete, too strong of a player, too um, too many ups, too many things that he does well that uh, he shouldn't end up developing into a good player. Now, whether that's inside or outside, you know, right or left, you know, those are all going to be determined by his coach. And uh, but I think we've got a good plan and um, making sure we get the upside out of him. You see him as a player that could potentially shift inside in some form. It's really not my decision, uh, but yeah, I do think he could. I know last year we asked you about two lane guys. You spoke highly of Tajay Spears. He ended up moving up. I think you told us last year you like mobile quarterbacks, but just what have you seen from Michael Pratt? Did you have a chance to see him play this year? I don't know what one practice here, but just kind of a, a brief evaluation. If you could. Yeah, Michael's uh, really smart, um, very accurate. I would pretty much call him a kind of more of a pocket passer than a, than a dual threat guy, but he does have legs uh, to, to move around and, and, and improvise and do some nice things. We have a nice grade on him. He's um, he's a great kid. Uh, Willie, before he left to go to Houston, we had a we had him in over the office and we got a really good evaluation of him. So looking forward for him to compete against these other you know quarterbacks here in this game and see how he uh, you know balances out with that group. Philosophical question, just kind of the evaluation process for you. Are there things that you say I will never change and kind of just like resolute on versus things that I remember like Deion Jones showed up here and weighed like 210 pounds and it just seemed like so light for a linebacker whereas things kind of changed in the league. Where do you go on kind of yeah. where you stand on your evaluation? Well, you, know, you never say never. I mean, and I've been in this league for almost 30 years. You're constantly evolving to what the what the college game is giving you and, and how the NFL game is being played. And you know, you, you bring up Deion Jones, and yeah, so there was a time where I was, I wanted 235-pound linebackers, and now, you know, most of the linebackers are playing in the 220s because it's, everybody's getting spread out, and so you have to be 
you know, and you're looking for cover linebackers. And so you have to evolve. Uh, there's some things that I, that I uh, don't go too far from what I've learned. Uh, there's a lot of Parcellian things that I've learned that I'm, I'm not going to um, veer too far off of, makeup, intelligence, and things like that. But sizes of players are, are changing. Um, skill sets are changing, and so you have to evolve uh, to make sure you're getting the best athletes on the, on the, on the field. That was our first part of assistant GM and college scouting director Jeff Ireland of the Saints there talking at the Senior Bowl. I uh, thought it was notable, obviously, a standout bite there was talking about Trevor Penning, the team obviously not giving up on the former first-round pick, but something's got to materialize with this guy. Uh, de- dealing with some injuries, there's the option we've heard you know mentioning of moving inside from tackle to guard, and I'm curious – to see if that's something obviously we see happening like during training camp, obviously, Charlie. Do we do we see this move uh, trying to get Penning into the starting lineup? They desperately need him there. It's hard to give up on first round picks. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you use you and you trade it up for Penning. Like you, that was part of the Philadelphia trade to get that pick. And now you know he hasn't worked out. It, you got to figure out how to get him involved. And I mean, Ireland mentioned this is something that Jeff was talking about last hour that. You know, they still see the physical tools, the traits sure. to be in a starting offensive lineman in the NFL. He's just got a lot of work to do. He's a raw prospect. When they drafted him, he was a raw prospect coming from a small school, not really going against the type of talent that you see in the NFL on a weekly, weekly basis. And so he's got work to do, but they're not going to give up on him. That's for sure. I understand the work to do. And obviously when you're dealing with an injury, the rehab process, but I just don't know where the heck Penning was the entire season and why they couldn't develop him during then. I don't think he was dealing with injuries during the season. Uh, It was just an inability to get into that rotation for whatever reason. Uh, We just saw him coming on the field for field goal unit. Well, I mean, it was the first five weeks that he started, and then after that he was out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, Ireland kind of mentioned it there that it's a coaching decision. Like, it was up to the coaches that Penning wasn't, ready to play so they sat him we'll hear for more from jeff ireland when we get back from the break right here on wwl coming back with more of senior bowl coverage that is brought to you by the spirit of first american a banking tradition since 1910 back with more sports talk right after this here on wwl worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Been talking about Senior Bowl. Our Saints sideline reporter, Jeff Nowak, out in Mobile, Alabama, checking in those practices. Sent back some sound today from the uh, sessions for for us to check into. Uh, The Senior Bowl update brought to you by the spirit of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. We'll get into the second half now of Jeff Ireland, Saints assistant GM and scouting college scouting director right here on WWL. Well, 
Well, I think we're just open to different body types of rushing the passer. You know, there, there used to be these all these 6'4", 34-inch arm, 270-pound, you know, defensive ends, and now guys are getting to the quarterback, and they're, they're a little bit smaller, a little bit faster. I still think you have to play with power, um, but they come in all shapes and sizes, and uh, you have to be ready to uh, have a really clear vision for how are you going to utilize that player. Um, but they, they, they've really all come in uh, all kinds of shapes and sizes. But uh, I think you just have to be open to um, adding that player but have a real clear vision how you're going to use them. And some of the recent things, obviously, injuries have made it difficult to kind of get an idea of what you really have in the pain Turner and the boss, even Marcus back you know, before he left. How do you kind of marry that with the ideas like, okay, we think we scouted the right guy, but we just never have gotten a chance to see that? That's a tough answer. That's a tough question. I really don't know the answer to that. I mean, we have enough information on Marcus. We certainly have enough information on Peyton to feel good about the athlete, um, but you just don't know about the durability and the availability. That's the unknown in this sport. And some, you know, injuries are part of the sport. Um, you can't predict them. You know, whatever injury he had in college is a different injury that he's had in the pros, and you can't predict those things. I wish we could. We do a lot of evaluation and analytical study on injuries and things like that. And there's again, there's there's no there's no predictor of it. It's uh, uh, unfortunate. Into the evaluation of guys that size, though, are, is a 300 pound edge rusher more prone to injury than a 250 pound edge rusher? I don't believe that that would be the case, but we do study that. Yeah, we do study that. How do you feel about last year's draft? Do you think it's very good? I do like last year's draft. I mean, there's there, you wish we had a little bit more information on some of the guys that we drafted. I mean, Nick Saldaberry. We got a really good evaluation of Jordan Howden. We got a really good evaluation of of, of Brise. You know, wish we would have gotten a little bit more out of Foskey. And you'd love to see the young quarterback play. And you know, Kendra splashed. You know, there in the last game, and we feel really good about him. You know, our our, our postseason evaluations that we had with our coaching staff. Man, there's some really uh, glowing remarks on really. All of the guys that we that we drafted, we feel really good about them. You know, from my perspective, you know, going into another draft, you just wish you had a little bit more information to say he is this, you know, and or he is that. And um, you know, there's still a little bit uh, of information still left out there that's a little bit unknown. And uh, we so we just keep continuing to develop those guys. And uh, but we feel really good about all of them. And you jump out in terms of this class, this group, in terms of position and strength. And just in terms of this group, was it too early to process? This? Well, look, I, I don't like to get in the strength and weaknesses of draft, but uh, this is a really strong class, I think. You know, since there hasn't been, um, you know, 120 juniors coming out in every single draft, you know, the, you know, the you really kind of start honing in on, you know, guys a lot sooner, and I think that's what we've we've got here. I think there's some really strong um, uh, positional players. Um, there's some really strong offensive players. There's a good 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 group of quarterbacks. Um, you know, so I mean, like, like I'm not going to get into strength and weaknesses, like, but it, but but it's a really strong uh, draft, I think. How, how hard is it to have a, a 2017 draft again? I mean, that was that was like the gold standard. Do you? How hard is it to put something like that together? Well, it's very difficult. I mean, you try. You obviously strive to do that every single year. Um, 
you know, we had a, we had a I think we had a top 11 pick. We had two picks in the first round. We had, uh, we ended up having three picks in the third round. So, you know, you got to have some ammunition and you got to be well equipped with the resources uh, to have a 2017 draft. We've um, haven't had those, that quite a, you know, uh, resources at the top of the draft or, or in the front end of the draft in terms of the first three rounds and, and since 2017. So if, uh, if, if we're armed with that, um, you got a better chance for sure. How do you feel about your process? You know, you just went through the process again. I mean, obviously you're here and Mickey and the organization obviously speak lonely about you, but just going through that process, how was that again this year for you? Which process are you talking about? For the Chargers, general manager. Oh, yeah, it's a great process. It's energizing. It's, uh, it's exciting. Um, felt like I had a great interview with those guys. I really appreciate the Spanos family for uh, for for interviewing me. And um, but look, you know, those, those there's only 32 of them, and probably less than that when uh, you got ownership involved. But uh, it was energizing. It was fun to prepare for. It's fun to really dive into a to a team uh, as as much as you do when you prepare for those jobs that I normally probably wouldn't do if I'm not interviewing for a job. So it was a lot of fun. Um, look, I mean, I, I'm not throwing, in, uh, throwing up the white towel or anything. I mean, goodness gracious, uh, Cody's a, is a talented young scout. Uh, uh, he's been with me since uh, since the Miami days. I'm, I'm really excited for him to start a new journey for uh, for, for the Denver Broncos. But uh, we're going to be just fine. we got a lot of great scouts and a lot of young guys that are elevating up. And um, I look forward to, you know, teaching another young guy. And, um, you know, but we're going to be just fine. The ammunition you are talking about earlier, just how do you feel about kind of where you guys are at now and then, you know, guys are maybe projecting for some comp picks? Yeah, I think we're going to have some comp picks. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to be yet, but, uh, you know, I mean, we do have some ammunition, so, I mean, I'm excited about, uh, um, you know, putting the board together where we can get some really good players. I was just going to follow up about the Pete left to go join Sean. Yeah. Just thoughts on, you know, him partnering up with Sean again. I know you're obviously close with both of them. Yeah, look, Pete's a, an unbelievable person, uh, an unbelievable coach. Uh, we're going to miss him. Um, he's been a lot to to me just in terms of how we see things eye to eye. He had a really clear vision for what he was looking for. Um, and I wish him wish him well. I'm not surprised that Sean you know, brought him over, and uh, you know that tandem was was obviously good for a, for a long, long time. So, um, you know, wish wish him the wish him the best, obviously. How do you kind of see the? Well, you're not going to give a certain evaluations, but like the quarterback class after the top three, like guys like Bo Nix, Michael Penix, like guys who were here at the Senior Bowl, and how that might improve their stock or just. Kind of- oh, I think it's a great opportunity to um, for those guys to you know get in with the teams, um, really get to understand who they are. Um, look, they're, they're, they're broadening their, their aspect. You know, you get the first couple of draft or quarterbacks that can go off early, and these guys, you know, may or may not, you know. But, uh, you know, there's 32 teams here evaluating them, and uh, I think it uh, certainly broadens uh, everybody's scope to uh, what kind of person they are and what kind of player they are. And we always want guys to compete in this game, and, um, and they are, and we appreciate that. That is Saints assistant general manager and college scouting director Jeff Ireland, who is over in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. He talked a little bit in that clip about the compensatory draft picks uh, the Saints are expected to get. Uh, Those are three fifth rounders, uh, according to Over the Cap's final projections. We won't know for sure until the official comp picks are announced later this year. That's typically a week before free agency starts in March, but we do know 
Right now, the Saints do hold a first-round selection, which is 14th overall, a number two selection coming from the Denver Broncos in the trade for Sean Payton. That is number 45 overall. Then they don't have another pick until round five. That's 148th overall. Uh, a six-rounder, which is 191st. Another six-rounder from the Philadelphia Eagles, which is 200. And another seventh-rounder uh, via the Denver Broncos, which is number 229. So hopefully those three fifth-round compensatory picks do come through for the black and gold as more ammunition maybe to move up into the third round of this draft because right now they do not have a third rounder, Charlie. Yeah, well, you could also trade back with your sure. first round pick. Well, we don't see this team do No, that. you don't, <laughs> but that's what Mike and I were kind of discussing is that it makes sense to potentially trade back in this draft because of how deep it is at certain positions, especially tackle. So if you move from 14 to, let's say, in the 20s or something like that, if some team really wants to trade up right. and get that edge rusher or just someone that's going to be gone by the mid-teens, they want to move up to pick 14 with the Saints, the Saints can move back and potentially get extra picks in the second third round so that you don't have that big of a gap between your second pick which is you know Denver's second rounder and then you know the fifth round and you may get those compensatory picks in the fifth round which is good and you can use that for trade ammunition to move up later on in the fourth round but as far as picking up second and third round picks you would probably have to move back from your first round spot which the Saints never do as you said but it makes sense in this draft yeah it depends obviously how the board shakes out uh, if there's obviously somebody there that they're enamored with, they're going to go after their guy. I, I don't see this team making the move to get up and and draft a young quarterback. I think it's going to cost way too much ammunition to get up in the first four or five picks to to be able to land, you know, say a Jaden Daniels. Uh, while it's a nice dream, I just think that it's just going to cost way too much equity that this team can't afford to do right now. The top three picks of the draft are going to be in order. <laughs> Caleb Williams, number one. And then it gets, well, yeah. I say in order, but I don't know who's going to go 2-3. But Jaden and Drake. See, I've had a problems doing, I don't know if you've done any uh, mock drafts, but Pro Football Focus, for whatever, their draft, their mock draft machine does not want it to come out that way at all. And in fact, I've had Jaden Daniels dropping to the teens in the draft, and I, j I just think to me that's absurd. If Jaden drops at all, then that's when the Saints Sure, then, the, then you might up. make a move, right? Right. Uh, but he's not going anywhere. But then the phone call might the phone might be ringing a lot more too. Yeah, he's and not. You can get a lot the, of draft capital in return. The top three are going to be quarterbacks, and then that's what that question was asked in that pressers. What do you think about the next guys that are going to be available? Because you're not going to be able to move up into the top three of this draft from 14. At the same time, you're looking at Michael Penix, Bo Nix, all these guys that are going to be at the Senior Bowl, and that's this is when you get your first looks at them. So if you know one of them is there at 14 and you really like them and you got to know them from the Senior Bowl and you looked at them at the Combine and they're a first, bona fide first-round pick, they're high on your draft board and you really want this quarterback prospect, that's when you use that pick to get them. I don't know if – well, I mean, we'll find out what happens. We're not really sure how Penix and Knicks have looked so far, but that's something that we'll definitely have to ask Jeff about is the quarterback play at the Senior Bowl um, because this year it's a lot more loaded with quarterback prospects than it was last year. Was it Kuyper or Bucky Brooks that came out with the draft that had the Saints taking I Bo Nix? I, I, I think it was Brooks. I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. To me, that was a complete waste, and I, I wouldn't even have Nix going mid-round for me.